Welcome to Money Talks, a series of interviews with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. In this episode, I talk to Asher Bennett, founder and CEO of Teva, a company based in Tilbury, Essex, that makes dual-fuel hydrogen battery trucks. Teva opened its Tilbury factory in January 2022 and already employs 300 workers. Its dual-fuel trucks, which combine both a lithium-iron battery and a hydrogen fuel cell, have a range of hundreds of miles and can be refueled with hydrogen in just 10 minutes, making carbon-free truck fleets commercially viable. With around a fifth of all carbon emissions worldwide caused by the road haulage industry, Bennett says that the use of dual-fuel hydrogen battery eco-trucks could make a major contribution to meeting net-zero targets. He also explains why, in his view, the UK is an amazing place to do business. So tell me, Asher, how did you first get interested in the concept of hydrogen power? How did you even become aware of it? Well, actually, hydrogen power uh, as a zero emission power has been well known for decades. The Apollo space missions uh, had hydrogen fuel cells. Interestingly, they needed not only the hydrogen, but also the oxygen. Uh, And remember the Apollo 13 where the oxygen tank uh, blew up. Uh, It's a known technology, but it hasn't been actually used that much for power. It's only recently been picked up. Most, uh, Most of the hydrogen produced in the world is for industrial gas purposes. It has advantages. It has a lot of energy density, so you can hold a lot of energy in hydrogen. And when you want to propel trucks for longer distances, lithium-ion batteries, which is an amazing technology, and as you can see, we do have lithium-ion batteries in our our trucks, has some limitations. And we use the hydrogen where it's best used, and that's to overcome the downsides of lithium-ion alone in trucks. So the trucks you're developing here and marketing here, they're kind of a hybrid, aren't they? Because they are EVs, but they've got hydrogen to back up and recharge and extend the range of these electric vehicle trucks. Well, we, we prefer the term dual energy, but it's two energy sources. It's always electricity powering the motor, turning the wheels. What the hydrogen does is it goes through a fuel cell, converts from a gas to electricity, and that powers the motor. Now, of course, hydrogen is being developed. Various companies across the UK, uh, JCB famously are developing hydrogen, doing very well. Uh, We know about uh, River Simple in Wales. They're developing uh, high-spec hydrogen cars. But you've got to make the hydrogen, haven't you? And you need electricity to make hydrogen. Just explain to viewers and listeners that process. Hydrogen, while it happens to be the most abundant element in the universe, it doesn't actually exist as a standalone gas that you can just take and and put in a truck. We, uh, in the world of low carbon hydrogens, we need a hydrogen from a source. One of the best source is green hydrogen, where you take zero emission uh, electricity. So that could be solar, could be wind. I'm open to nuclear, there's uh, anything along those lines. You then electrolyze water, separate the hydrogen from the oxygen, and then you have hydrogen gas. We're using it as an energy vector to hold energy. And then we're converted back to electricity to, to be able to power our trucks. That's absolutely crucial, isn't it? Electrolysis is the process that cr- create hydrogen in one place that can then be stored, as you say, but you need electricity to do that electrolysis. You can generate the electricity from oil and gas, and then you can use carbon capture to 
mitigate the carbon emissions. That's blue hydrogen. You've got green hydrogen from renewables. You've got yellow hydrogen from nuclear. How important is it to you, the source of the electricity to produce the hydrogen? So it's important to us because we're doing this because uh, we want uh, cleaner air, not only at the point, at the point of using the hydrogen, it's always going to be the only thing coming out of our trucks is uh, water vapor. Yeah. But we also want the source to be clear because we want to breathe cleaner air in our cities. We want energy independence from lots of sources of energy in the world that are not the best places to source energy. And it's also good for our climate. It's all of that together. And we do care. We have a very interesting way of using hydrogen. Hydrogen is a growing energy vector, it, but it still has a long way to go. It's a bit expensive right now, but we use it as the backup energy source. And that's an amazing approach because it overcomes some of the downsides of hydrogen. Because let's talk about that green electricity or nuclear powered electricity. If I take it from the grid and charge directly to our batteries, or I, we take that solar, wind, green electricity, convert it to hydrogen, put it in our truck and then convert it back to electricity, the first pathway is more efficient. You lose in fact, even quite a lot of the energy by doing these transformations, these transformations, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's problematic. And I say wherever battery alone works well, it should be battery alone. For example, passenger cars. Today's passenger cars uh, have hundreds of miles of range. That's all you want out of a car. Because the batteries are small enough that even though the batteries are heavy, they're not so heavy to make it pointless. That and most passenger, the average passenger car in the world is only driving one to two hours a day. Yeah. So A, you have 22 hours opportunity to charge. And for one or two hours a day, it's a very different solution than a truck that's going to minimum eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Uh, and trucks also are workhorses. They don't want to stop in the middle of the day, search for a charger, hope it's not blocked by some random diesel car, <laughs> sit around for 40 minutes, then go back on route. That's not the way trucks operate. And that's why we see so few electric trucks in the world right now. We believe in the basis of lithium ion batteries. Uh, we build our own batteries, by the way, uh, as a great solution to get going. But for the practicalities of a truck, most trucks, it's best to have dual energy, which is all zero emission. And that's where hydrogen and, and uh, batteries work together very well. And that's using what the strength of hydrogen, because it has great energy density and it, you know, only uh, 10 minutes to refuel when we need it. Right now, it has its downsides and we have to be very open and practical about the downsides of hydrogen. For example, it's more expensive than electricity, partly because you lose uh, some of that energy along the way. Well, we're using it as the backup fuel. So we want to remove any risk, use all that cheap grid electricity in our lithium ion batteries that can get you through notionally 80 to 90% of most days or many times all full days, which is obviously not good enough. Who wants to have a truck and not reach your final destination or get back to base? Unacceptable, not, not unacceptable. Like <laughs> no one will, exactly. Or worse, you just take electric trucks and put them on very short routes. But the whole point of is we want to loading and unloading, though, isn't it? Which which takes time. And also, we just want to replace the diesel trucks doing the longer routes. Yeah. Also, as a as a commercial company, very proudly here in in uh, in the UK, we want to sell to all those trucks out out there in the world. Replace them, not just the few trucks that are doing the shorter routes. It also very good for the economics, because electric trucks cost more than a diesel truck, but operating them is so much cheaper. But it's per mile you drive. Let's remove the risk of will we, can we do a longer route or not? You can do a long route. You can drive more cheap miles and that's just- So you spread the cost of the electric exactly. truck over more miles. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about safety in, in sort of the minds of 
ordinary people looking on to industry experts. Uh, uh, hydrogen, it's an explosive thing. They might have vague notions of, of Zeppelin balloons uh, about 100 years ago or so on. The molecules of hydrogen are very, very small. It, it, it leaks more than natural gas because those molecules are small. Give the safety case for hydrogen. Hydrogen is a gas that has theoretical safety issues, real safety issues. But just to be clear, so does diesel fuel, so mm. does petrol, so mm. does natural gas. Let's yep. be clear. <laughs> it has advantages. Um, if it leaks, and by the way, these cylinders are quite expensive, partly because... So, so they don't leak. Yes. Yeah. Well, it is the smallest molecule in nature, so you have to work really hard so it doesn't swim through the cylinder material. And hence, it's uh, metallic covered by lots of layers of, of carbon fiber. Doesn't really leak or very little, if anything. And of course, we have detection uh, around here to see that. But the, the main point is, first of all, if it does leak, being the lightest element, it'll go straight up. Yeah. Whereas if it was diesel fuel, it might That's right. come down on, on, the, on the ground and cause additional fire. We have to, but there's a lot of experience in operating diesel and petrol vehicles. And we know the risks here. Hydrogen is a bit new. There's thankfully, hydrogen has been used and used all the time, not just for transportation where it's a bit new, but it's for all these other uses. There's a lot of experience around safety. There's a lot of rules, which we, keep to and we have a very high level of safety around that and a lot of uh, expertise on how to manage the, the safety specifically also because we don't always have to use the hydrogen and in, in you know we can turn off the hydrogen system in many cases when just run on the batteries so safety is very high on our mind it's not it's there's no issues just like all these other dangerous things you have to keep to the rules and keep it very uh, safe if there's a massive crash the only thing that likely will not crumple in this truck is these cylinders of hydrogen, the way they're built. Um, they're tested to such oh, a yeah. high specification. I've heard stories of people sort of firing machine guns at hydrogen cylinders. I've heard those stories too. <laughs> Haven't tried it myself. <laughs> Let's just backtrack a little bit. Why are you here in Tilbury? Why the UK? I think you're originally Israeli. Um, obviously, you have many links with um, the, the UK. Obviously, there's a huge Israeli community here in the UK, massive trading partners, lots of cultural crossover. But why did you choose Britain to do such a complex and pioneering manufacturing task? Because the UK is just an amazing place to do what we do. There's such a strong historical ecosystem of automotive development. So much great universities here that teach the so many disciplines that we need to build such a complex uh, piece of technology. And I also speak the language helps. Not so, bad. <laughs> yep. So, uh, coming to the UK to to fulfill the vision was, was, in retrospect, a great decision, as we've now seen, because we're able to get get great talent in this country, and we're proudly British. You know, we're developing them here, we're testing them here, and we're building them here. There's a nice touch, though, isn't there, in the name of your company? Isn't it derived, I understand, from the Hebrew word for, for nature? That's correct. And there's a reason for that. We, um, we think the best way to sell electric trucks or uh, hydrogen electric trucks is first and foremost, sell a truck that gets the job done. When you operate a truck, you have to deliver stuff. Not be concerned, will it do the job, not do the job. Uh, I'll point out in the world of operating diesel trucks, you absolutely want a diesel truck that is more efficient than another diesel truck. It's less money, less emissions, all great but you're never worried about getting the job done. It's a non-issue. 
if you run out low, just go to any station 10, a few minutes later, you're refill and go on. In the world of electric trucks, that is the is an issue. So um, the second thing is save money. Uh, truck operations are not exactly high margin, mm. and the only way sector. Yes, uh, and the only way to to save money, in our opinion, is drive more miles, replacing the original diesel miles. So you're you are at an advantage, and you have to remove the range issues, and that's. Um, what we do here. Now, I know core to your business model is this dual approach, uh, lithium batteries backed up by hydrogen, complemented by hydrogen. Let me just say how it seems from my perspective as a non-expert, but I like to think quite attentive uh, outsider. I'm concerned that the whole kind of electric vehicle technology, Asher, is a bit of a blind alley. Why? Because the batteries themselves are very heavy. Maybe we can overcome that, but they're still reliant on those rare earths, rare earths that are often in pretty difficult parts of the world, lots of geopolitical risks, just like there is uh, with oil and gas. And electric vehicles, they also use about five times more copper than conventional uh, internal combustion petrol and diesel vehicles. Are you at all concerned about that EV technology in, in the sense that in the end, shouldn't hydrogen be the main technology that we're going for? Okay, so um, we look at this all the time yeah. and we dive deep into it. And we also think the solution might evolve over time. We actually don't use a lot of the rare earth materials. Our batteries are lithium iron phosphate. They don't have the cobalt, for example. Okay. Our, our motors um, don't have rare earth magnets. Uh, we have a non-magnetic solution for its high density switch reluctance solution. So we don't need those magnets. Those are our advantages. Even if there is some materials in there, remember it's gonna be used for a long time. And remember, you, you talk about rare earths, talk about the source of fossil fuels, it's also pr uh, problematic. But in addition, we're not, we don't need a crazy large battery because yeah. of our dual energy, it allows us to, to use a medium sized battery, which is great because we're gonna have tens of thousands of trucks out there less batteries built with some of the limitations of battery. But let's talk about all hydrogen. Hydrogen has a future. First of all, right now in the world, huge amounts of hydrogen are produced every year, about 100 million tons. Almost all of that for industrial gas use cases, example, making fertilizer. Using that electrolysis process. Mm, almost none of it is done through electrolysis. It's mostly, it's what's called gray or black hydrogen, where you take fossil fuels, hydrocarbon, okay separate the hydro from the carbon, put the carbon in the atmosphere, and you're left with the hydrogen. So it is that whole industry also has to improve on itself. That's and the naughty way of doing it. If it like, is the naughty way. And, and they're not using it to carry energy. Yeah. They're using it as an industrial gas. It's a very, it's a different uh, uh, approach, even though it's the same gas, although the different purities uh, along the way. That's a huge industry. Um, hydrogen is great for uh, decarbonizing or lower emissions uh, technologies that are hard to decarbonize. I'll tell you something about trucks and something most people don't, don't consider to be intuitive. I don't actually. Trucks emit more carbon than the whole aviation and maritime section sectors together. Wow. It's a big problem that worldwide. needs to be solved worldwide. Yeah. It's a big problem that needs to be solved. Batteries alone right now will not do it. Hence hydrogen, I haven't answered the all hydrogen in a second. Let's talk about doing it all hydrogen. First of all, we can be an all hydrogen truck tomorrow. You see that charging port right there? Yeah, yeah. If we just put a black 
piece of tape on it and don't open it, this is now an all hydrogen truck. It will not have lots of range limits. You just refuel thing. But you're using a fuel that is more expensive than diesel effectively right now. It will come down in cost in the next few years because there's That's all this we get investment. Sale. We get, if if we increase the hydrogen grid Economies network, of right? scale and investment in technology. So electrolysis is has, let's say, 70% efficiency now, it should go to 95% efficiency. That improves a lot of things. And hydro uh, electrolysis and there are other technologies coming uh, down the line. So it, so also the fuel cell, which is hiding in there, if, if this truck was primarily hydrogen powered and not battery powered, we'd need a much larger fuel cell, okay. which would add a lot of cost. But you'd have space because you wouldn't have the lithium batteries. Space, in, in space is, is, is okay, but we're talking about cost right now. Yeah, yeah. now Fuel cells are also going to improve in the next uh, decade because there's going to be a lot more investment in it and a lot more use cases. Remember, almost all that hydrogen, 100 million tons a year, is not used yeah. through fuel cells. It just uses a gas to make If you had food. to choose, if you had to bet the proverbial ranch on EV battery technology or hydrogen technology for trucks... I, I will always give the right solution, which is a mixture of both, and that that level of mixing between the two technologies will be adjusted be as you go to different, uh, as new technologies come out. So if batteries get better, we could might be more battery dominated or the other way around based on the application of the truck. So a truck making urban deliveries might need a different solution than trucks doing longer range deliveries. And in the geography you are, meaning the infrastructure, if you're in a location that doesn't have hydrogen fueling or doesn't have great grid electricity, uh, which is a big problem in trucks right now, the diesel trucks have changed over the years. You got different diesel engines and different solutions. Much cleaner diesel what, than it was. Yes, those which still, is great. Those still emitting lots of carbon. Well, exactly. They do yeah. all that. The clean is for the air we breathe. Very important. Does nothing for the carbon and also not so much for energy independence because the UK doesn't have its own serious fossil fuel uh, sources. We'll constantly adjust what's best, best for our customers and best for society. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And it works very nicely. So we can put more hydrogen or we can put more battery and make adjustments. Why do we have to bet one or the other? Well, but either technology is not perfect. Together, they work really well. <laughs> well said. Finally, do you think the British government, this is not a party political point, do you think the British government, do you think Western politicians in general take hydrogen seriously enough? It's still kind of a Cinderella industry, isn't it? I go to energy conferences around the world and I talk about energy conferences, not just mobility conferences and conferences are cover both. Everyone's talking about green and low carbon, the green, blue, better, lower carbon hydrogens. It needs a lot more work. It's not there just yet. And I think part of the problem is there are not just there are not yet great applications to decarbonize transportation with hydrogen, because right now I don't think an all hydrogen truck would work very well, even especially if it was, even if it's all green hydrogen, it, it would work, but it would be very expensive and not easy to get. So as we bring technologies on the road that just once, works scale, once the technology scaled up and you get those economies, cost savings. Right. We look at it in a very societal uh, way um, where hydro certainly we have to aim to replace all the 100 million tons of industrial gases with greener hydrogens. And along that pathway, we have to decarbonize transportation. And it's great. These <laughs> trucks are, are quieter. Uh, you can then operate them at 4 a.m. in you know, urban settings. What's wrong with that? The drivers love to drive them. There's no gear shifting. There's more less power, more torque, quieter, less vibrations. And uh, it, you know, 
less uh, issues of energy independence, uh, etc. So let's go for it, and let's not it's, let's not be extreme. You know what what works right here, and make adjustments. Just give a great product to our customers. And yes, governments can help with supporting more green hydrogen. Uh, it'll be harder in the early years. We're proudly pioneers, but pioneering is difficult, by the way. <laughs> Trust me, nothing we do is easy. Nothing we do is easy, but that's fine. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be fun to wake up in the morning for an easy task. And governments can certainly support uh, more along the way, but uh, we don't believe in depending on governments. Let's, we just like to showcase that we know how to do great technologies. And I think that's the right way to uh, move forward. Asher Bennett, thanks so much for appearing. It was on, a pleasure on Money Talks. Thanks a lot for listening to Money Talks with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you're listening.